Good stuff. Good stuff. Off to a great rock and start. Just hit record and here we are back at it again. Man, sometimes I hate our schedule. It feels very weird every time we sit down and actually record regular episodes for the podcast because we go through this weird cycle and we kind of talked about it on the Alaska Wild Project. What was it? 145 that we were on? I think it was 145. If you haven't heard that, go check it out. We kind of mentioned what we do is we record a bunch of episodes and that takes place over one weekend. And then the next couple of weekends, we're shooting videos, getting everything edited. And so it's like a nonstop cycle of work to really keep this train chugging along. And so every time we sit down to record new episodes, it's like this weird feeling where it's like, wow, I got to get used to this again because I'm so used to a camera being on. So used to having to look my absolute best, which spoiler alert is pretty bad. Um, it's all makeup. It's all makeup. Yeah. So there's that. Outside of all of that, welcome back to the Freaky Deaky, everyone. We are once again treating your ear holes Sounds to a fantastic it. euphoric evening of freaky listener stories and if you're ready for that wherever you're sitting shout yippee even if you're at your desk or in a car or making love to your wife I it's feel time. <laughs> what a weird place to listen to the show you weirdo get yeah. out of here just kidding put it back on i feel i feel like uh by the time this comes out, it won't be the case. But as we're recording it, when you said yippee kaye, I'm like, or no, you said yippee. I just said yippee. You added on the kaye because of Die Hard. Because it's Christmas. and Yeah. As, yeah. It's well, before it's, Christmas as it's we're January, recording. It feels like. Yeah, but we, we, you know, don't we know. time travel. I honestly don't know what it is. I believe it might actually be just around New Year. And if, hey, if this comes out on New Year, happy New Year. If it doesn't, this is a weird thing to say to start the Freaky Listener Stories Volume 5. But we're doing it anyway. Isn't that a treat? You are now entering the realm of the Freaky Deaky, an unsuspecting stop at the crossroads of fantasy and reality, where the frayed edges of make-believe seep into this cookie-cutter, white picket world you've been led to believe is far from extraordinary. What you're about to hear are true stories. <clears throat> Alleged true stories. Christian, just... <sighs> okay. Tales of the strange and inexplicable thought only to exist in film and folklore. Although difficult to accept, we do not know everything about this reality, about time or space, what lies beneath the ocean's depths. And try though we might, the unchanging truth remains. There are some things we legitimately cannot explain logically. some real doozies in here for you guys and i actually before we get started i am going to let you know we have several people that sent in multiple stories so if you don't hear all of the stories you sent in i think brenda actually sent in a few and i want to say i only put one in but that just means that there's going to be more of you to, to come around in the next one and i mean as you've seen we're actually kickstarting this episode off with a story from paul who's got just the best you know what i mean and so he's back and i still need to respond to paul paul i apologize i appall I am absolutely appalled at my behavior for this. <laughs> Sorry. And if you don't hear from me by the time this episode comes out, just send me a just slew of swear words via email and I will get the message and get right back to you. There's a strain called Potent Paul's Permanent Marker. Potent, potent, potables. Jeopardy. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was so, like, why does that sound so familiar? Yeah. And the whole time. And I'm usually good at Jeopardy. I'm like, what the fuck's potable? 
You're usually good at Jeopardy, but you can't even get potables. Okay. Okay. Give me history. There you go. He'll take history for $50, Alex. No, it's RIP. a thousand. Not with you, it's not. But that's beside the point, folks. Again, like I said, so if you don't hear all of your stories, it's not that we hated some of them. I love every single story that we get in. It truly is a treat that we have people all over the world that send us fun stories to share on this podcast. And if you haven't done that yet, send your story into the gang at thefreakydeaky.com. You know, it's the only thing that keeps Christian and I going is hearing those sweet, juicy listener stories of all things strange. Your choice of words is a little strange today you know what let me have it all right let me just get weird with it because quite frankly my nipples never recovered from so that is the best one you've ever done yeah yourself i know yeah you say i never do it but i need a little a long stick so i can reach over and push them oh you know it's really annoyingly like you do is the sound pad wasn't even recording so now it just looks weird now you have to add the sound in i know people are gonna be like scott we didn't hear anything though Oh, you know, it's so weird. I've been hitting bro and everything like that the whole time. No one heard anything. Sorry, folks. The sound pad wasn't actually recording. So, and to be quite honest, my nipples never recovered from Yeah. So, and if you missed the other one, mm, yes, of course, church magic. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. And if you want to hear Christian be racist, just a little bit. One of the brown women. Beautiful. Mm. A dark man. So anyway, about these stories, right? Like I said, we're kicking off. The first story is going to be from Paul. Before we get into that, follow us on social media at Freaky Deaky Pod. You guys have recently gotten us over a thousand subscribers on YouTube. Christian and I have a grand total of seven cents hitting that bank account, and we are excited. Thank you for your patronage and your views and your support and your subscribes and likes and comments. It really does help us get the word out. You guys may think you're like, oh, I'm not doing much by just hitting this like button or talking a little talky-talky on the keyboard, but you are. And it truly is the life force of this show. With all that sappy crap out of the way, follow us everywhere else at Freaky Deaky Pod. You know, well, we've mentioned it. And if you're listening to this, then you, at this point, you probably know yourself. Unless your name is Justin Time 077 or something. And that's fine. That's the last time I'll bring him up. Besides that, let's get into these stories, shall we, Christian? As I, as I promised, the first story is the return of Paul. Bro. Beautiful. So Paul writes in. He said, I had a lot of aunts and uncles. Mom had five brothers, three sisters. Dad had eight brothers and a sister. Damn, that is a lot of aunts and uncles. That sounds awesome, though. Both sides lived in an ultra-poor part of town, close to each other, so the boys being the the barrio, the barrio cholas, cholos. Wow. Worst person that could have read that was me. So the boys being the, I'm sorry, barrio cholos. He actually gave me parentheses with how to pronounce it. Good no, looking he, out, Paul. Yeah. He knows like, how I know he, this honky is going to be reading this crap. Hold on. So anyway, the uh, the Vario Cholos. Uh, they, that just, sounded a little racist. I felt I don't a little racist letting that one go. I don't but. know if it sounded racist, but it sounded a little like like maybe an alien imitating hmm. an Hispanic man wow. saying those words. And what do you mean by alien, if I can ask Christian? Not that kind of... I'm talking <laughs> like, about the ones from space. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. If I may continue, sorry, just in time, more hobnobbing. Oops, I did it again. Being the Vadio Cholos, they were constantly hung out, fixing cars, and plenty of unsavory activities. I never got to meet three of mom's brothers, dead as teenagers or near. One of them was super wild, David. He died from a gunshot through the heart that actually went through and lodged in my other uncle's stomach, which caused his stomach cancer decades later. Damn. 
Bullet was for him, but I w- was originally told David was a hothead and he went at the guy that pulled the gun on my uncle T. And David died. T survived, got stomach cancer, then pancreatic cancer, and believe it or not, is still kicking. Damn. Good for him. Way to go. So one day I'm 16, ditching school, hanging with my cool aunt at, at her house, just talking about when I was young. She busts out with a crazy story, kind of out of the blue, and says, she says, do you remember talking about Uncle Vincent when you were little? I, I told her maybe, knowing I didn't have an Uncle Vincent. Do you believe in demons or ghosts that take you over? I went with it. Sure. She was super close with Uncle Paul, but called Poli, as was my mom. I'm named after him. Paul was closest in age, look, personality to David. I know, freaking confusing already. Back to her story. Your Uncle David was possessed. My brother told me. Your mom knows. She was the youngest and said nobody ever believed her because she was. My brother used to say that David would hear someone talk to him, call to him from the shed in your dad's yard. Creepy. And he said one day that David told him Vincent could make everything better for the family, but I'm too weak to let him in. She said she remembers a week when he would sit in front of the shed and say, Si lo quiero, si lo quiero. Sorry for not rolling that R. Yes, I want it. Yes, I want it. Over and over and over. Paul told her when he came home he wanted to be called Vincent, and that he thought Big Brother was losing his mind and nobody was going to do that. Surprisingly, for whatever reason, when David would start pushing it with someone or starting fights, when T or Paul would call him Vincent, he'd snap out of it and listen. My aunt says she thinks it would come and go, but that Poli thought his brother never came home. I guess he told her, quote, my brother died way before whoever that was, was shot, and then drank himself to death two years later. I think my aunt was eight when everything happened, so who knows what she actually remembered or patched together. But here's the real scary part. She told me that when I was little, like four years old, a few days before they threw down the house and shed, Grandma asked, who are you talking to outside? My reply was Unca Vincent. Auntie said, Grandma just said, Galindo, how cute. Well, my aunt admitted she was absolutely terrified. I don't remember any of it, and she says it only happened that once when she was there, so take it at a grain of salt, but kind of relates to the whole How Possession Starts episode, I thought at least. And Paul, you're right. That is a very interesting and creepy just sitting outside of a shed and being like, yes, I want it. Yes, I want it. That reminds me of that story I bring up all the time. Maybe it was just gardening tools. He's like, yes, I want that hoe. Bring me that hoe. I was going to go with the rake. Well, that is also a cryptid, so that would probably be more suited for that. Well, you know what? Both work. Both work. We mentioned like intrusive thoughts as demonic possession and stuff like that. And uh, it's kind of weird to like, this is almost like a progression from that where these people are just having thoughts like, wouldn't it be nice? Or what's it feel like to be possessed or something like that? But this kid in front of the shed is actually communicating with it saying, yes, I do want that. That does sound good. I do want that. Maybe it, I don't know, maybe it starts as intrusive thoughts and then you can kind of push those boundaries and see where it takes you. There are people that believe that that's how it starts. There are people, yeah. There was early, just prior to that, there was a, right at the beginning of the story, I I felt like it was maybe closer to like schizophrenic, Hmm. the way the voices were heard. Which In what way? Like what what part of it? It just sounded like the voices that somebody in having an episode would maybe hear. Hmm doesn't necessarily mean that it's a demon unless demons control mental illness which is actually a theory that i've proposed once in the past was it that or was it by multiple personalities yeah isn't that very similar to schizophrenia i i think it sounds similar to us but i think Mm. to people that actually deal with it yeah there's probably a big difference that 
their education would better be able to explain than us we could oh for sure yeah we're just a couple of morons talking in a garage and that's fine honestly that's why we have very strange theories on things right but uh, yeah that is something i thought i was like if demons are real then 100 percent schizophrenia and all that shit is also in some form demonic i'm not saying they let demons in and that's why but i'm saying in some form some way or another it is demonic the way people that are suffering from that kind of disorder have to live their life Suffering is the word. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be, that's where I, I can kind of get the comparison, hmm. but I, I don't think. You just don't in, believe in an actual entity attached to it. No. Yeah. No. Not yet. Not yet. In time, folks. Got another couple of years before Christian croaks. So. Or gets possessed. Yeah. Hey, there you go. What an interesting show that would be. Let me bring a Ouija board over. Wow. How about you look in that black mirror and see if some, something's waiting behind you? Be very funny if you didn't notice a shadow like silhouette I put behind the chair. You sit down, look at that black mirror, and you're like, "Oh goodness, no!" It's it's a black mirror with the black background behind me. It's pretty hard to pick anything out. Yeah, the demon blends right in, doesn't he? So it's gonna have to be a white ghost or a white demon, and not racially white, just wow. pale. So what do you think about the end of that uh, that story? Then the Unca Vincent. I mean, that's that, pretty... that could be. It's weird, but it could be explained through. You know, just leftover energy that the kid can pick up. You really wanted to say science, huh? No, no, not sure. in this case. I mean, you know, if we're talking that, and we have talked before, especially me, that like some of these ghost sightings or experiences is just leftover energy mm -hmm. stuck in a certain place or who knows what, but maybe that's what it is. And he met this, the energy of a crazy kid sitting outside. I don't know if I should say crazy. It's part of Paul's well, family, but late. I did. No. <laughs> but this kid that's sitting outside supposedly or seemingly mm. asking for a demon to get inside of him to help him. I mean, that could be any number of things. I think a lot more children or young adults, probably young teenagers, I'll say mm. right around that age, maybe a little older, a little younger. Sure. They're all possessed. Do look into the dark arts from time wow. to time. The dark arts. You know, I, I think people would be surprised. Most of them yeah. don't end up possessed or even evil. That we know of, Christian. There's simply no way to tell, to be quite frank with you. To be on honest, the smartest demon wouldn't even make it look like they possess somebody. That person would just be nor somewhat normal. With ill intent. But if they wanted to stay on this plane as a successfully hmm. possessing demon, they should keep it a little bit more on the down low. On the DL, as they say on the streets. Yeah. Pretend like they're just like a spy and play mm. the part. They'll get like 50 to tw 20 to 50 years of, of a, a vessel to possess. Of an absolutely shitty life. And then they can pick, you know, eventually slip into somebody rich and famous and then they can do hey, damage. Who amongst us hasn't thought I mean, about that from time to time? You know, obviously it was a demon that hopped into Will Smith that one night on the stage. Mm, not just that one night, I'm afraid, but I get where you're going with that. <laughs> Anyway, this, uh, and Paul, again, thank you for sending that in, man. I'm sorry. It's taken me literally, I think he sent this in like September or something. So it's taken me literal months to get back to you. And I am, I will never recover from this. And to be even more obscene with it, my nipples never recovered from it. So get ways. your hands off your nipples and put them uh -huh. on your keyboard. I've been pinching my nipples this whole time. It's insane. I'm tired of watching it. <laughs> sorry, Christian. It's awkward. This next one uh, was sent to us a while ago, too. You know, it's been a while since we actually released a, a listener story. I didn't think about that. We've been just rolling through different topics. And I was like, it's been so long since we did this. I want to do it again. So here we are. This was sent in to us from Jamie. And it was a, I thought you're going to enjoy this a lot, from the Stanley Hotel. 
Oh, nice. She said, hey, guys, found you from my other favorite podcast, The Belief Hole. Shout out to the homies. I've been trying to binge and get caught up in all your episodes. Just finished season three, episode 23 about haunted hotels, and I have a quick story for you. My husband's parents used to live in Fort Collins, Colorado, so one Thanksgiving break, we dumped all of our kids off at the in-laws. That sounds beautiful. I went to Estes Park for the weekend. I love all things spooky, so I insisted we stay at the Stanley Hotel. My husband loves all things whiskey, so he agreed to stay there once he saw their infamous whiskey bar. For the record, my husband is a Christian and I am a Scot. Hmm. <laughs> Wait, I'm, I'm sorry for your loss, first of all. Oh, okay, we, I get it. I get it now. You, yeah, you thought he was religious and then that she was actually just me. I'm like, well, Scots Christians? <laughs> it was like, it's so impossible, cr- damn it. No. Anyway, we checked in. Super cool. Old hotel. They had it decorated for Christmas already. It was snowing that... Man, that sounds magical. It was snowing that afternoon. Just a great mood happening. We went to the whiskey bar, out for supper, went to a couple dive bars in downtown Estes, and then grabbed a late night pizza and headed back to the hotel room for the night. I wanted to just see or hear anything scary that night, but woke up the next morning and nothing had happened overnight. I hopped in the shower that morning and my husband was standing in the bathroom brushing his teeth. I asked how he slept. He said fine, except for that fucking lady walking up and down our hallway all fucking night in her heels. It took me 0.5 seconds to realize heels don't make tons of noise on carpet. All of the halls are carpeted at the Stanley. I pulled the shower curtain back and was like, you got to hear a ghost and I didn't? He was confused. I explained to him heels wouldn't make noise all night walking on carpet, and he insisted there was an explanation. We packed our stuff to check out and went out the door to the hallway and I noisily walked up and down the hall with my suitcase stomping my feet to show him. No matter what shoes you have on there, there is no noise. We walked all over the floor looking for hard floors, there were none. For reference, we were just down the hall and to the right of where Stephen King had stayed and dreamt up The Shining. When we checked out, I mentioned my husband's experience to the front desk gal. She just laughed and said, that's not an uncommon thing in the off season when our hotel slows down from the summer crowds and the rooms aren't as full. People have heard this and they say it's the old staff checking rooms back when the floors were wood. Spooky. Keep up the fantastic work. Jamie, thank you so much for sending that in. I was wondering, and I think I even mentioned in that episode, I was like, I hope someone sends in a story from the Stanley because it is, it's like a bucket list item for a paranormal podcast to receive a story from the Stanley hotel. And Jamie, we are stoked that you were the one to send that into us. Christian, what do you think about that? I think that is an awesome story. I feel bad that the believer did not get to hear the ghost because if you and I were on a, on an excursion like that and only one of us got to hear the ghost, I'd be like, let it be Scott. No, see, I'd want the exact opposite. I've seen enough weird shit in my life that I desperately want you to see something crazy like that while I'm around you so that you can't just rationalize it away and be like, ah, it must have been some deviled ham or something that popped out of my floor. I feel like that's in reference to a comment we just got recently. It was. I looked it up and I was like, that is hilarious, Christian. (laughs) Wow. All this time, everyone's been looking for spam cams with the devil on it. That was Brenda that sent that, right? I think it was Brenda. I don't think so. Are you sure? No, I'm not sure. Exactly. I was just laughing because as soon as I saw that comment, I'm like, correct. I saw, right as I read that comment, I saw the exact image of that can that my mom used to have and would eat that crap. And I think my dad did too. And I would not have anything to do with it. And there was a part of me that's like, why are you eating something with the devil on it? Don't you know? Haven't you guys heard the word? Yeah, that was. Heard is the word. That that was young Christian that believed uh, in these things. Yeah. Young Christian sounds a lot wiser. 
Interestingly enough, that also that devil is very cartoonish. Yeah. Incredible. It's just like I straight mean, I, red. I, th- I think all, all devils are cartoonish, but wow. going back to hmm. the story. Yes, please. The is, I mean, I know from working in hotels, a decent portion of my life, there's not many hotels that don't carpet their hallways because of that, the noise yeah. issues. Hmm. You know, back in the day, I guess nobody complained because maybe people slept harder. I don't know. Maybe they were hmm. drunker when they went to sleep. Maybe they yeah. just shot the people. They, didn't. They, they just weren't as triggered by yeah. every single thing in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now to be honest, though, when you're in a hotel and there's like constant noise, it is triggering. Yeah. So if he thought somebody was walking in the hallway all night with heels, it would mm. be triggering. But also, he should have gotten up. I and know. Looked. Maybe I was deep down, say. he was worried it was a ghost mm. and wanted to hold on to his skepticism. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if that were happening, I would honestly peek my head out the door at some point and be like, is this going to stop at all? No. Mm. Also, I would have called the front desk. Yeah, there's a lady stomping up and down the halls. And I'm like, sorry, sir, that's a ghost. Go yeah. back to sleep. Yeah. If they if they would have told him that, he probably would have gone back to sleep or at least that, woken up his wife. That is very accurate. Yes. I mean, because any ho- decent hotel has night security. Mm. They'll ha- they'll do all the dirty work for you. They'll They'll go outside and tell drunk Karen, take your heels off. Get in your room, drunk Karen. Anyway, Jamie, again, thank you for that. What a treat. I know one of these days when we get a little bigger and we have, you know, like certain podcasts and YouTubes get like a, a they have like a meet and greet with all their, or like a little. Mm, that would be a dope location. Yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome to do like a location. Like, Cause we couldn't, I mean, Alaska's too far for, for our listeners. Yeah. And we also couldn't afford like one of the actual halls or like big rooms they do. So we'd literally just have it in our hotel room. There'd be eight other people with no, us in there. No, we just rent the, the big, hell yeah. they have rooms at the hotel. That's what I'm saying. We can't afford the big rooms at the hotel. So we just have them all meet and greet us in our bedroom. If we're in the off season, we could. Well, and that's sure when have. we're going to, obviously that's when we'd want to go because that's when the ghosts come out. They're like, finally it sounds some, beautiful. Finally some on. peace and quiet the humans are the living have have evacuate vacated the building now we can haunt wow where's give me the twins they're needed wow christian i actually just watched a double mint commercial no not that one not in a while but a documentary on uh the shining Hmm. because i do that from time to time because it's such a fat well stanley kubrick is so fascinating anyway indeed yes but so i tend to watch those from time to time wow also big stephen king fan yeah, everyone knows that, Christian. You know why? Because there's a healthy dose of irony in that on its own. Just because Stephen King writes all these like kind of crazy, wild stories, you know, and you don't believe in any of that shit, but you love it. I believe in the walk-ins. You believe in walk-ins? Not Christopher. Well, I, don't, exists, I don't believe so in you him. You should believe in him. But. No, there, in, in his Dark Tower series, he talks about walk-ins and that that might be where Bigfoot comes from. I guess supposedly mm. it's a big thing around where he lived in Maine. That might be some synchronicity tying in. Cause when we were talking about like demonic possession and stuff like that, I was thinking about walk-ins. I was like, I wonder if that would have something to do with walk-ins. So, wow. I didn't even say it. And then you mentioned walk-ins in the episode. What a hoot. What a hoot. Anyway, this next one comes to us from Brenda. Shout out Brenda. Christian's Brenda, old co-worker. It's been and a it's long time. Been a while. Uh, phone calls from the other side. Also could be a reference to a Stephen King story. And an Adele song in which she says, Christian, you and I used to work together in Starwood's Lancaster Call Center. I remember. Ah, there you go. Memory still works. This story happened in that building. I don't remember. Well, there it goes. You know the other people mentioned here, and I have permission to share. Still, I changed the names for their privacy, but here it goes. In life, I don't think my brother was aware of the fact that my grandma and I had made a pact. Whoever died first would contact the other if possible. 
but I always jokingly told grandma, please don't sneak up behind me and don't call me on the phone after you're dead. <laughs> Those are the demands. That's the list of demands. Don't sneak up and don't call me. Anyway, she passed away before my brother did. I never heard from her. Maybe she thought it would be better if my brother called me on her behalf. I was at work in the call center one day, about a year after my brother had passed away. My phone rang, and there was a man on the other end sounding bewildered. It was as if he thought maybe he had called the wrong number. After my perky greeting of, thank you for calling, underscore, 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 this is underscore, 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 how may I help you? You would think that we were going to say Starwood <laughs> Hotels and Resorts at that point, and sometimes we would. Nah. But we worked in, there were many departments that there we worked in. Got you, got so. you. Christian with the clutch save, I just read it as it was written. Anyway, the man hesitated. He said, I'm trying to find my sister. I said that he had reached a place of business and may have called the wrong number. I disconnected the call. I told my colleague Liz about it right away because it was odd and the caller actually did sound like my late brother. My phone rang again. It was him. Under normal circumstances, the call center rotary would route the next call to a different phone than mine. He repeated, I'm trying to find my sister. I'm supposed to bring someone to her. This time, the call dropped from his end. Could it be that grandma needed my brother's help to reach me? Technologically, maybe there was a disadvantage there, a little, a little gap, so needing a, a little extra hand, you know? Grandmas aren't known for their tech savviness. I mean, you went to the tech side. I was thinking the sibling relationship sometimes is pretty close. Mm, so, so the connection like may be easier gotcha. to make. Why not both? Hey, let's it could take be it both, both routes. Could be yeah. either or, or both. So anyway, could it be that grandma needed my brother's help to reach me? It would be it would be just like her to say, well, I didn't call you. He did. Hilarious. Uh, see, I was hoping there would be some, some kind of grandma humor in there. Grandma humor. Nailed it. Anyway, same office, different day. The colleague I mentioned, Liz, had a desk to my left. Behind us, a mere five feet away, our manager, Sissy, had a tiny cubicle with a, with a partition. Sissy has a very distinct accent. Oh, I know exactly who she's talking about now. As Liz and I were working, we both heard Sissy say from behind the partition, Hey, Liz, come and see me as soon as you can. What kind of accent was it? She's changer than like Jamaican, I think. Uh, I can't do that. That's hella racist, Christian. Come on. <laughs> no, it was, it, it, if I'm thinking about the same person as Jamaican, it was a beautiful accent too. Yeah, it is a beautiful accent. It's very seductive. It was. Yeah, man. Anyway, as Liz and I were talking, we both heard Sissy say from behind the partition, Hey, Liz, come and see me. If No, <laughs> come and see me as you can. No. You know what, though? It's not as as a strong, strong Jamaican accent. Okay. Well, I simply don't have the time to perfect the accent, but hey, Liz, come and see me as soon as you can. Liz stood up and stepped behind the partition, and there was no one there at all. Within a moment, Liz received a phone call that her father lay dying in Jamaica when we were in California, and he wanted Liz to come see me as soon as you can. Man, I've been getting chills nonstop reading this story, and I thought it was because it's Alaska in here, but turns out, this story is rocking. One more story to share, this one about a text. I had an old quirky cell phone that behaved strangely. Often, it would display very old text messages seemingly at random. Well, my dear old friend from high school, a Christian man, in a Christian world, no, passed away suddenly, oops, joked too soon, passed away suddenly at a, <laughs> at a young age of 45. That day, my phone displayed a text he'd sent me a month prior saying, it feels like I'm home. Oh, wait. He had originally sent me that very text when there had been an earthquake where he lived in Virginia. We are both from California, so earthquakes do feel like home. But this time, home was somewhere much better. Oh. 
great stories. Those are great stories, Brenda. Thank you. And actually, yeah, like I mentioned before, Brenda's got a few other ones. And if you have more, please donate them to the Freaky Deaky. I love that one, especially because, you know, this, the whole Starwood part. Yeah. And you can picture everything as it's going. So you have like a much better visual thing going on for this. Yeah. And if, if I remember right, Brenda and I didn't, whoops, let me get closer to the microphone. That might be good. Yeah. Don't shout from halfway across the room. Yeah. If I remember right, Brenda and I sat in kind of the same area. So, oh, yeah. so theoretically I might've been near her when that happened. Wow. You hear that? Everyone Christian might have been near, within earshot even, but he was too busy listening to people telling me where they wanted to travel to. That, I guess, checks out for I love, the occupation. I, I love that job, though. And it wasn't necessarily, I mean, I, I like talking to people, but. I hadn't noticed. I really enjoyed the people I worked with. Yeah. So, Brenda included. Brenda included. Shout out, Brenda. I, I still see a lot of them on Facebook and love seeing what they're doing with their lives this many years later. It's not weird for you. When I see people on Facebook that I knew, like, in my hometown, and, like, we don't talk. You know what I mean? Like, I still love them, but, like, we don't ever talk. I don't comment on anyone's shit. I don't, I don't always do comment because I don't have as much time, but I yeah. try, you know, I'll like their stuff. Or it's just nice to see the people that I spend a lot of time with. Yeah. You know, it's it's nice to catch up with well, them. Well, you're a far better man than I am, Christian, so that checks out as well. But And, like I said, with the, the Jamaican accent, it wasn't as... Like a, like just came over from Jamaica unless you made her mad. Oh yeah. Or frustrated. Like when she would lecture me, I could hear a lot of Jamaican. Yeah. Oh God. I'm both terrified and suddenly craving jerk chicken. <laughs> I actually had cop, no lunch with that supervisor. Mm. One of the, one of my last trips to California. Really? Isn't that nice? Yeah, it was nice. It was great. Tony the Tiger over here. Anyway. Brenda, I want more stories. Yeah. And we know you have them because you said so in the email and your boy always remembers exclusively for this podcast most of the time, nothing else. Also, the way the way Brenda was talking at the beginning of that email, but I remember you like it was yesterday, Brenda. We had yeah. plenty of conversations. Wow. Ah, uh, yes. The memories. Anyway, this next one comes to us from Terry. It's called the Phantom Black Cat. Move, move out of the ghetto, Terry. Wow. I'm sorry. A dark man. <laughs> Anyway, hey guys, just thought I would share one of my stories. And we should also clarify, Christian is part black. He can say that without any repercussion. Maybe I can't say that. No, we'll we'll find out. That's all we have. That's how we spice this podcast up with a healthy dose of racism. As is intended, right? Uh, I'm the least racist person ever said. That says every racist. That's true. Yeah, uh, We can cut that part out. Yeah, it, it just, I don't think it sounds right. Yeah, it doesn't sound right, huh, Christian? I mean, anyway. <laughs> you'll, you'll understand. if it, I mean, if it's funny, it's funny. But if it sounds dumb. Most of the stuff that is wildly inappropriate sounds hilarious. And that's why I leave it in. I am pretty hilarious anyway, so. Um, no. Anyway, Terry says, hey, guys, just thought I would share one of my stories. Feel free to share, use if you want. You can use my name. It's Terry. When I was 21, I was a meth addict for a little over a year. During that time, I would see people give us very personal stories, I feel like. And I almost, I feel like very honored by the fact. But you're always making some weird ass joke and then all of a sudden it gets serious, like two stories yeah. in a row. Well, that's why I have to balance it out, Christian. I'm sorry, okay? And if you think this one is personal, wait until we get to another, <laughs> okay? But guys, seriously, if you feel comfortable sending us like these, these stories, we are down for it 100%. Any joke that we do make is always with you, not at you, ever. And we usually just, joke about each other anyway so that's fine when i was 21 i was a meth addict for a little over a year during that time i would see my personal meth monster it was a black cat that i would see only when i was high i named the cat memo or memo 
short for Meth Monster. <laughs> very endearing name for this cat, I see. <laughs> and very abrupt and to the point. I like it. I had a very bad episode while alone one day and was blessed to wake up and survive. It scared me so badly, I never used again. Well, congrats, Terry. Good on you. Uh, instantly sober, and I never saw Memo again either. I really hope it's not Memo. I want to say Memo so bad, but Memo. You know what? I'm not going to focus on this. My therapist would be upset. Fast forward three months, and I became pregnant with my son. When I was pregnant with my son, I bought him a stuffed animal, a light blue cat. This was a brand new stuffed animal from a store in a box. The cat was nothing special, but I did feel pulled to it at the store. Uh-oh. That's always the first sign. My son's birth was a little strange itself, but that's another story. Within days after returning home from the hospital, I started seeing a phantom black cat around the house, always out of the corner of my eye and never full on. This was different than seeing Memo. I would see my son's toys move and hanging toys sway wherever I saw the cat. As my son got older, the sightings got less frequent, but it got more physical. We could feel a cat jumping on the bed or curling up next to us on the couch. We did not own a cat at the time, it got so common, we, we named the phantom cat Felix, from Felix Cat, and he became a normal part of our lives. Years later, we moved and my son's childhood things went into storage, including the stuffed cat. During this time, there were no more sightings of Felix, and we no longer felt him around the house. Then a few years later, we moved again and the stuffed cat came out of storage and Felix is back. We currently have a black cat now, so it gets a little confusing at times since we're not sure which cat we are seeing. Felix never causes problems and does not seem to bother our cat either. We never really think about Felix, we just see or feel him at random times and certain friends and family are able to see him and others never have. I just find all of this to be more than just coincidence and is definitely not a part of my imagination. It's definitely not a coincidence. That's a good one. Yeah, and that is not a coincidence. That's pretty wild. You don't see this cat the entire time your son's toy is in storage. And then the second it comes out, you start seeing him again. That's pretty wild. We should have included this one in the Haunted Dolls episode. Perhaps, but is a cat doll technically a doll? To a, a child, it's, to a child it is. Well, you're speaking on behalf of children everywhere, so that's a pretty bold step you're taking. But I mean, I'll allow it. I just played... The last couple of days, at least an hour or two of putting a stuffed animal under a blanket with your son hmm. and pretending it was grabbing his foot. So terrifying. He thought terrifying. it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, this cat, obviously, including Mimo or Mimo sounds right. Yeah. Right. Or meth monster, whichever way you want to call it. Yeah. I actually feel there's more like this is a protective spirit. Hmm. And we know that from many stories that some, you know, cats are made out to be evil. Hmm by, I would say, certain religions, even. Um, you can make up whatever you want on this podcast, Christian. <laughs> it's fine. I don't know why. I mean, it's not just the one religion. Yeah. I've heard of a couple instances where religions look down upon cats and and, and sometimes dogs. One, um, of the, one of these times, I'm going to call you out on this and be like, okay, give me an example. But it's not this time. That's all right. Let's continue. Anyway, that would be for like Freaky Deaky After Dark, because then... The people that get us get to hear it and oh, understand yeah. that there's not like some crazy. But anyway, go back to the protective spirit, please. Um, the monster, I feel like, was there looking out for a person struggling with addiction, even if it does, did seem more like a monster. I mean, it kept showing up yeah. as this person was struggling and was gone when Terry was fine or, you know, done. Yeah. But then you get a, a little stuffed animal kind of calling out, drawing your attention. Mm. Whatever, you know, creating some kind of attraction. 
Yeah. So you you get it and you see this mystical black cat all the time, which is not uncommon even before we were sharing ghost stories or stories mm-hmm. of mystical cats. Sure. Um, throughout history. Maybe that's just all this is, is a cat looking out for a family. Or maybe cats actually have some kind of power. Mm. We already know that. Look at ancient Egypt. Yeah. I mean, without even looking there, we just, you just look at cats and you... And you say, oh, yes, a magical being. That's what I would say if I was allowed to use that second part of that without being ridiculed or okay, have a sticker or this a, is a meme. Safe, this is a safe space, all right? Okay. Thank you, Terry. For our great listeners. story. Yeah, that is a great story, Terry. And congrats on sobriety. And I hope that everything goes well with you in your life. Is there a picture of this stuffed animal? No, there's not. Well, there might be somewhere in the yeah. world, but it is not here and it is not now. I would love to see this this cat that brings this black cat that everybody... Not everybody, but some people can see. It's a good story. Yeah, there and you go, fun Terry. to think of. Send Christian a photo to the gang at thefreakydq.com. If you still have some kind of cat, any cat, just send a picture of a cat. We'll figure it out. Even if it's the stuffed one, because I know ghost cats are hard to film. Even if you just Google cat pictures and send one of those, that's fine. That's unacceptable. Anyway, this next one is from Curtis, and it's called... The noisy house guests. And Curtis, you literally just beat the deadline. I think you sent this in yesterday when we're, as we're recording this in the middle of December. Kudos to you. And be like Curtis, everyone. Get your stories in there. Hello, gentlemen. I've heard a lot of your shows. Really like the back and forth between the two of you. Keeps things interesting. Hey, tell that to just in time, all right? Okay, I'm done. You, have, obviously, you're <laughs> not done. Third time I've said I'm done. It's cool. It's all right. I have a couple things that I don't think you have talked about. If you have or you know about them, sorry for repeating things. One thing I just learned about was the Blythe Intaglios. Have you heard that? Tell me about it. Maybe I have. Just like the Nazca Lines, but in California. Have you heard of the Nazca Lines? Yes. Well, then it's just like that, but in California. I've heard of like some weird things in Blythe, but I don't know if it was Mm. that. I have not heard of any of these, so we should actually look into these. That might be fun. Uh, A friend of mine that lives in Florida told me about a Mayan pyramid in Crystal River, Florida, not too freaky deaky, but thought it was interesting and for something that had lots of popularity at one time, but I haven't heard much about anymore. I don't a Mayan pyramid in Florida. Yeah, that'd be something to look into. That sounds pretty interesting to me. And then this last thing he said, and for something that had lots of popularity at one time, but I haven't heard much about anymore, Edgar Casey, the sleeping prophet. I, I've pondered doing an episode on that. Okay, we'll look we're going to try to do that episode because I love Ed, Edgar Casey. Yeah. Well, you know, Curtis just called it out. So we got to look into it now. Um, he says, I find him very interesting in how he could help cure the sick. I also lived in Virginia for a few years and it was kind of cool to find out there's a museum archive in Virginia Beach for him. I guess I should put my freaky story out. I am recently retired military. So for the past 20 years, I've lived in many rent houses. One particular house was in Pasadena, Maryland, outskirts of Baltimore. Sorry for your loss. I've heard Baltimore is a scary place. But it's outside of Baltimore and it's Maryland, so it's probably a decent place. Okay, so you're not outside a scary place. That's fine. Uh, my wife and I had just gotten married. It was just the two of us. This was a, and I should, probably shouldn't talk. Anchorage is like the fucking worst, dude. But we don't live in Anchorage. We don't. We live outside of Anchorage. Ta-da! We live like an hour away from Anchorage. That's outside of Anchorage, isn't yeah. it? Okay. And I, I, and, which is probably, you know, there's a lot of, of military in that area. That's fine. It's so it might have, if they're military, they may not have been in downtown, down Baltimore. I would like to talk about Baltimore, Baltimore, if we could. Me too. So let's continue. My wife and I had just got married. It was just the two of us. This was a small waterfront camp turned into a house, maybe 900 square feet. 
So one night my wife and I are sleeping. I need to add my wife is an extremely heavy sleeper in the sense that I literally kicked her out of the bed and onto the floor one night by accident. Well, kinda, she was sleeping on top of me and I couldn't take it anymore. Anyway, she had no idea it happened and just crawled back into bed and was snoring away. Hilarious. Sorry, back to it. So we were sleeping and I woke up to a man and woman talking just as I sat up and so did my wife, she could hear them talking too. The house had a small basement only accessible from outside, so I thought of course someone had broken in and my wife thought the same. It was winter and we had a light dusting of snow that night, so I grabbed my pistol and went outside towards the basement and didn't see any tracks. When I got to the basement door, lights were off and door was locked. I opened it up and checked things out and there was nobody. Then I did a 360 of the house looking for people or tracks and nothing. It was strange because the voices were loudest from the heating vents, which came from the basement. So yeah, freaked my wife out pretty good, but I told her it must have been the neighbor's TV just so she would go back to sleep. Of course it wasn't. If you read this, thanks for reading my ramblings. Keep at it, fellas. You're my go-to podcast. Thanks for doing what you do. Curtis, you are an absolute G. We appreciate the love and the kind words. And, you know, taking the time to write that up and send it into us. That is a... The idea of voices coming from vents has got to be top five horrifying thoughts i wouldn't like it it would just be too much even if it was just a person Mm -hmm. on the other end of that voice and i think bringing it back to stephen king he might have something to do with voices anywhere seems kind of weird i think supernatural had something with vents at some point in 15 seasons just like it's a creepy visual in my head when i think about it like you're just sitting there and you just hear a voice from a place that no one should be able to fit wouldn't that be a creepy audio no, because I visualize myself oh, how you would in, react. in the room, looking at the vent and slowly panning in as a voice says, hey, Scott, we have cookies down here. And I say, well, shit, I guess I'm in. Let me put something out there. And then I, I think I brought this up before, but come at me, bro. Yeah, I, I would be nice first before I started saying that to yeah. ghosts and demons. Okay. Um, first, I'd be like, hey, we're trying to sleep here. Keep it down, please. Be polite. See what yeah. happens. If it gets worse, well, then you know you're about to be possessed or die. If it gets better, then you just have a ghost that didn't realize they were being loud. And lives in the vents for whatever reason. Probably not in the vents, probably in the basement because the sound's traveling through the vents. Mm, Yes, of course. So stay out of the basement. Yeah. Obviously, it's haunted. Yeah. With most basements, too, folks, just let's just stay out of those places, huh? It's fine if it's a ghost, but you don't really want to be haunted by a demon of some sort. That's true. Yeah. So make sure you you specify with them before you let them into your abode. Yes. Beautiful. We're going to close out with a couple of stories. This is our listener story from Ireland, and I haven't responded to his other email with the other stories in it. And Christopher, if I have not responded to you by the time you are hearing this, number one, thank you so much. And number two, email me uh, just a reminder and be like, hey, asshole, remember me? And I'm going to say, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm going to sit down and write this out. But I'm going to try to do that. I, I think here's the simple thing. Now that we're using these stories, hmm. You just send a quick email to all of them. It's never a quick email, but that's fine. Your boy really puts a lot of thought into these replies. You know, I like communicating with folks. I like to, you know, I ask them questions about their stories. Okay, maybe it'd be quick for me because that's natural. Because you're and robotic. For you, who's still worried about just in time, you think way too hard about some, like just write a heartfelt note to our listeners. I just know that as someone that has enjoyed paranormal podcasts, I've always wondered what people would be like. And like, now that I have one, I want to be the person that people enjoy writing into. I want to be no, someone that like, like, and so when I respond to these people, I want them to know like, yo, I'm just a dude that has a podcast. Like, 
you're going to get me. I'm not just going to give you like a one-off, one-sentence response or something. Like, I want you to know that we genuinely appreciate the feedback, the stories, the love, the the reviews, all that shit. And so for as long as I can, I'm going to do this all with my whole being. Can you do it a little quicker? Mm, probably not, but... Either way, the listener stories are my favorite anyway, they so are. keep them coming, please. They truly are. So anyway, this is from Christopher Applejacks McGee, and it's called The Oh Dear God, Please Know. So if you want a personal story, here it comes. And you'll, under, you'll understand why I named it that momentarily. Okay. So stay tuned. He says, well, lads, I love the show. Obviously wouldn't be here otherwise. I'm Irish, if that matters. And yes, it does. We love you. Uh, your dynamic is great. Good souls, good people. Anyway, I digress. I've had a handful of strange experiences, but one has stood out. I moved to the west of Ireland in my early 20s for education 10 plus years ago. Rented a small three-bedroom house in an estate just outside a small town. There were three of us. We gambled for the bedrooms. I won and chose the master. From the first night, the room just felt off. Nothing immediately paranormal, just a weird vibe, one might say. As days and weeks went by, I just assumed it was homesickness or loneliness. Apparently not. In the nights, I began to feel really uncomfortable, genuinely like I was being watched, as cliche as that sounds. I imagine paranoia played into the next part a little too, but I started to feel like light touches in my half-sleep states, blanket poles, hairbrushes, nothing crazy, and could also have completely been my imagination. This went on for a few weeks, but I learned to live with it and put it down to my brain playing tricks. Until, of course, one night, I was abruptly woken from a weird dream I can't really remember, but it wasn't positive. What woke me was the full grip of something wrapped fully around both my penis and testicles. Ouch. Yeah. And attempting to lift me clean off the bed. Hmm. Okay. That's a lot to take in. Uh, like I really remember the force and pain of it and how startled I was, I immediately screamed like a little frightened child with a man voice and began to throw fists at what I thought would be a physical being robbing the house of something but alas I hit dead air. The tugging lasted about five seconds after waking up. <laughs> oh, Christian. Inappropriate. Um, the, Come on, you thought so too. I'm a professional. The tugging lasted about five seconds after waking. It was very, very real, and the pain lasted a long time afterwards. A commotion like this didn't go unnoticed. Both roommates came in a hurry. I freaked out a little bit, explained what I perceived. We put it down to nightmares and went back to our rooms. I obviously didn't sleep. Up until this point, I hadn't talked about any of my experience to my friend's housemates. Over the next days, we casually chatted and I filled people in about the prior experience to the groping incident when a mutual friend let us know that the house we were renting belonged to a married family with two young daughters. The mother had passed young of cancer at home. They weren't long moved out of the house. She had passed in the room I was staying. Think they're related or I just had a bad dream. Luckily, I had a friend who needed somewhere to stay at the time and gave him a fold out gave him a fold-out bed in my room for a couple weeks. We both ended up moving on a work placement together and were offered permanent jobs and never went back there. I even left my stuff in the room. I wonder if my portable stereo with terrible quality is still there. John Denver got me through many a night and the show Weeds, great choice. Hope my tale was entertaining or relatable to your content. All authentic and true, I can promise. Still one I can't fully explain. I'm open to it being my brain or an angry, horny ghost lady. Damn, I should have went full Swayze. Opportunity missed. 
keep up the good work, always wanted to get to Alaska, spent a couple years in Dawson's Creek, British Columbia, though, so not too far, I suppose. I've seen that show. Yeah, and I should say that it took every fiber of my being not to respond to the Dawson's Creek bit with, I don't want to wait for my life to be over to visit that location as well. But I did not put that in the email. Is that a part of the show? That's the intro, isn't it? I don't want to wait. I've never actually watched the show. I was lying. Yeah. Well, either did I, but I know that song, oddly enough. I probably do too, because... Because you listen to lame-ass music, yeah. No, because that was played a lot. It was a popular song. Very true. So anyway, uh, spent a couple years in Dawson's Creek, so not too far, I suppose. Peace and love, Chris. He said, P.S., you can use my first name, maybe make up a second stereotypical Irish name if you like. And I did. Apple Jackson McGee. That does not sound... Yeah, Applejack's definitely not an Irish name, but Chris, if you want to start using that as a nickname or something, go for it. I was going to go with, like, O'Leary or... I know, but you would, and that's generic. And the option on the website is make me a funny name or a fun name or choose a fun name so they can let us use their name, withhold their name, or give them a funny name in its place. What was his first name? Christopher. Christopher... Applejack's McGee. Um... Losing Christopher. It. Wow. Great. Killer of. Uh, wait. Wow. And and we're back. Christopher British King Killer. I don't know. Wow. And Applejack's McGee wasn't good, Christian? Mm. Yeah, it was, that was a rough one. That was a rough yeah, one. It felt a little rough. Um, let me first off, because I have a theory. Okay. So Talk first off, I find it the John Denver music. Mixed with weeds, very fascinating because that's an interesting choice. Two different, ti- you know, times because mm-hmm. weeds I've about list- two thousand four. Yeah, yeah. I've listened to a lot of Gen- John Denver in my life because that was my mom's favorite. Sure, I could probably sing most of his songs if you played one. I'd rather you didn't. I'd rather I didn't either. I'm mm-hmm. not a good singer. Okay, it's just fascinating. Kudos on both of those. Actually, lately I've been wanting to <laughs> watch Weeds. Yeah, it's a great show. I mean, it falls off the rails after a few seasons, but I watched it all the way through because your boy's a trooper, if anything. Well, it's, it's, I only want, the one of the reasons I want to watch it, I know it's a good show. I've watched one or two episodes, but it, it may or may not relate to my current occupation. I'm not a drug dude. But he is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Weeds is pretty much Breaking Bad. Yeah. Well, you know what's but, hilarious is actually, I think Vince Gilligan wasn't, or he had never seen Weeds when he made it. And in an interview, he was like, if I knew that Weeds existed, I probably wouldn't have wrote Breaking Bad. He must've been at, hard at work because Weeds was yeah. like in the It was the a news. big show, but yeah. I, even I didn't watch it till like, I don't know, six or seven years after it ended. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to go back and watch it. Um, yeah. But also like one of the, that story. It makes you cringe a little bit. I know when I read that, I was like laying in bed, getting ready and I was reading through. I was like, I almost like, feel, oh God, what? I almost feel like this was an alien abduction mm. where the machine, whatever they used to extract a wow. man's semen for their chimera babies. Of course, as you do. Malfunctioned and they had to drop him back in his bed really quick and the, the thing was still <laughs> attached. Are you suggesting to me that a tractor beam was going down on this, this home? I don't think it's a tractor pulling beam. him up to the ship via no. his testicles? No, I think that that whatever happened to the machine was going to bring him to consciousness. So they mm. had to send him back really quick. I don't think they use tractor beams if aliens exist, but wow. Um, the disrespect, you know, why would they, they would just be like, Oh, flip a little switch and time and space would change a little bit. Sure. But, you know, 
anyway, that's kind of my kooky belief. Like, well, theory. yeah, I'll say. <laughs> but it kind of like, and you don't want. It doesn't feel like your typical ghost story. It could be a demon, a yeah. succubus. Succubus is what most people would have reached for immediately, but you went with alien well, malfunctioning. Okay. I didn't want to go with my favorite succubus. Her name is Lil- Lilith. We've talked wow. about her before. Christian, you and your minor deities. Ugh. Hmm. Anyway, yeah. fun story to hear because it made me kind of chuckle a little bit, yeah. but also being a guy when immediate, like, oh, yeah. Oh, God. It's like when you see somebody in a sport get hit there and you're like, ow, you yeah. like cringe. Yeah. And, and you pour some out for your little homies. The woman like, sitting next to you is like, what was that for? He just got hit. Yeah. So pour some out for the DMBs, you know? Mm-hmm. Man, this show has gotten weird over the years. And that's fine, honestly. It works out for all of us. Chris, you are number one, a G for setting that in. And number two, dude, when Christian and I go to Ireland, and we are going to Ireland at some point. Yep. Chris, actually, it's your responsibility to share the show as you're probably like one of three Irish listeners. Send this show to all of your friends and family. Get us a massive Ireland following and we will come out there because it is a dream of mine to not just come out to Ireland and visit and see the beautiful countrysides, but it is also a dream of mine to sit down and have a pint with you, my friend, and we need to make that happen. And we're going to make that happen. I'm going to close this episode out with the second part of Chris's email that I need to respond to in the near future. And I promise I will. Anyway, Scott, as you're editing this, please remember to respond. Well, Christian, you probably don't have to say that because as I'm editing this, I heard myself say I was going to respond. You know what I mean? But now you're irritated because you heard me say it. I, cu- I cut you saying it out and I just left mine in. It's fine. Scott, you know, you know the deal. All right. So this is uh, a couple more oddities in response from, from our boy, our Irish boy, Chris. With the story, it's a weird experience to have. I honestly just put it down to a vivid dream, but who's to say really? I'm very open and couldn't fully rule out something deeper. The physical pain after is what makes me doubt, but that could totally be placebo psychological. Hmm. Ah, Christian's favorite words. He's tingling over there. No, I don't think that's the case. Mm. Oh, isn't that fascinating? Anyway, I tend to just not think about it much nowadays. It's much, or it's more just a story attached to me, I guess. Honestly, I've always been fascinated by the unseen of our world, and I've always questioned absolutely everything about who we are and what we're doing in this crazy experience we all just casually participate in daily, ignorantly at times. I don't trust government or leaders or our history, and I think this whole thing goes way deeper and holds much more value than we all realize or want to talk about. I have a strong faith in something, and I don't know exactly what that is. I'm Catholic, but don't attach myself to any religion, really, but can see value in all of them. The principles of just being a good fucking human and don't impose or inflict on other living things should be fundamental human skills thought from the earliest level. I'm starting to ramble and I could genuinely write for days, so I'll rein it in a bit. Two other quick things that happened to me that you might find of interest for now, and I'll keep them quick. One night I stepped outside in our garden to have a cigarette, completely sober, but I wasn't having the best time mentally. I remember clearly I was thinking about the Archangel Gabriel or Michael, I can't remember which, but one of them. I was praying and talking to them in my head. About 10 feet away from me, a fucking orb-like thing appeared from behind a wall and floated slowly across a couple meters before fading away. Six feet. It was head height and the most beautiful little mini light show-like thing I've ever seen. These soft purple light blue colors that were fizzling inside this little light ball. It lasted a few seconds and started faint, got really bright, and then fizzled out to nothing. It scared the absolute fuck out of me but I wasn't afraid, if that makes sense. I felt so calm and grateful afterwards, and I'll never forget it. 
and I've tried numerous times since to see it or make it happen. I'm actually sad I can't, that's how beautiful it was. I genuinely believe it was something and I know how crazy this all sounds. Sounds like it supports my alien abduction theory. A little. An orb? Wow, Christian, you are grasping at straws. I have a daughter that's just turned two. Beautiful little being, or being in this sense. Wow, Christian, you getting bundled up over there? You doing all right? Yeah. He's fully wrapped in a blanket. A Grogu blanket. That's very true. Anyway, beautiful little being, but I don't like sharing anything of her online, really. No pictures or that. She's amazing and I love her to bits, but she creeps us out at times. No joke, from about one and a half on, she does this thing in the night times. Putting her to bed, she starts making the triangle Illuminati sign and either putting it to her forehead or covering one eye. Looks at you smiling and just repeats the word triangles or circles. <laughs> it goes something like this. Daddy, look, triangles circle daddy triangles puts it to her eye starts laughing at you and being all weird and giggly she never had any prompt or has seen anything related to this symbol we have never spoken about it or showed her any of this it's crazy and creeps us out but also hilarious and the last couple months we've started joining her but it was originally her idea one more and i'm going to ghost you for at least 10 days my daughter again about a month ago me and my wife were watching telly she's in bed upstairs we hear her make little noises on the monitor, so we're both looking at it, making sure she's okay. It's small and grainy. You can see her body and bed clearly, but the room around her is darkish. She's settled again, making no noise, but we're both still watching. She's lying on her side, and her arm lifts up, and no joke, she starts to lift off the bed, like someone grabbed her arm and pulled it straight up. You could see her head and legs both stay on the bed and tilt as the middle section torso was lifted clean up slowly. Both of us immediately lost our shit. Panic rushed a million miles an hour to her room. There in under five seconds, and she's just sitting on the bed perfect. Half asleep, just woken up from our commotion, it seemed. We both weirdly looked around her room and the rest of upstairs, and nothing was out of the ordinary. Settled her back to sleep, returned downstairs looking at each other, and said, what the actual fuck? We honestly have no idea what happened, but it was very real. We were shaken and still are. We agreed to not talk about it and move on. We've mentioned it once or twice to each other since, and it's still so bloody weird we can't explain it, but we know what we've seen. We've also both separately done little blessing protections in the room since. Who knows if they help, but worth a try, and I can't say it won't. Anyway, that's the end of my stories for now. I'm really sorry to burden you with so much. I'm sure you have so many fans to respond to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, don't more, be... <laughs> more, more every day. Yeah, don't be under pressure to reply anytime soon. I'll understand completely. Uh, just know I, lo I love your shit and, keeps, and keep doing your thing. It's really appreciated, and you've gotten me comfortably through so many podcasts. The biggest compliment I can give is I always listen to spoken things on a sped-up scale, normally 1.2 times the normal speed. I do that a lot, too. I get it. Yeah, but I've enjoyed the Freaky Deaky so much, I've actually reset it to normal to make the experience last longer. Thank you. And he says, P.S. I stopped proofreading about halfway through and even up to then it was dodgy and nobody got time for that. I'm sure you made it work. You're a smart dude. But no, honestly, I'm sorry. Chris, you honestly, I, I'm thinking about leaving my wife and just going to hang out with you. You seem very cool. Um, 
seemed very cool. That's not allowed. Yeah, sorry. I guess that's not allowed. Uh, no, but I did. My mom went to Ireland, and when she came back, she she said it's the weirdest thing that like we're Irish, and she was like, you just feel like you connect with people out there more. Like they seem like like you seem like you're home for whatever reason. And I was like, that is such a. And I've never really felt that with people. I always have, have this weird disconnect. With people when I talk to them, like they don't understand me or something like that. And so I genuinely want to get there and just experience what Ireland is about. We live in the U.S., that's so it's true. a different lifestyle. That's not really yeah a thing here because of the way we live and mm. and the way we have you know and a country like ireland's been there a long time hell yeah and i got lost where i was going well that happens sometimes let me take it home for you so anyway yeah we need to get to ireland chris it's on you my friend wait i do have a couple thoughts well, yeah, we're going to talk about the stories. Oh, okay. Yeah. I anyway, just we want to go to Ireland. Yeah. I, ju- I was just mentioning that, like, when my mom came back, she did say that she felt like a weird connection to people because, like, their sense of humor and everything was more like ours. I'm like, ah, oh, man. I that think some great. of that is, is, it's the old world. The old world. Yes, of course. And, um, mm, yes, of course, church magic. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I think we function better in, in an environment that is more conducive to the old world. Not that we should do things that, people in the old world did because that was ridiculous Hmm. i'm just there's it's just different it's the u.s has a lot of great things and great opportunities but it's too rushed it is too rushed so we miss a lot oh yeah all the time you know and then you know so this is this is why i enjoy learning about places in europe and other parts of the world it's Mm. just fascinating to see kind of a little bit of a different angle on living that other places have and sure and ireland is beautiful exactly which is why we need to get out there and chris you're a man you gotta do it i just want to walk around all the history for months wow. like for me uh, like a quick little vacation i'd be like i gotta come back next week yeah <laughs> you know that's I my missed, plans I, I had a plan to go to all these different places and that the first two days were so much fun i just kept going to those pl- that's the way i'd be yeah i hear you and that's the way he will be when we get out there at some point like i'd be walk- i would love to like go to ireland and england and scotland and just visit like yeah. churches and yeah all that stuff i love old churches yeah well i know okay. people might not believe that but nobody does i would just go sit in an old church by myself and enjoy it for hours Wow. Well, you wouldn't be by yourself. You'd obviously have our Lord and Savior with you. But right. That's, and all those angels and yeah. maybe a couple demons. And Wow. Okay. And so anyway, about Chris's stories, can we, <laughs> this isn't Christian's travel blog, all right? Good grief. You have hijacked my shit. You talk about, oh, I was going to make that really racist. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah. I'm the only one that can be racist here. A dark man. Yeah. So anyway, Chris, these stories. The, f- the chef's kiss, honestly. The, her, his daughter and the Illuminati things. That's that right, might that's be where incredible. you're focusing <laughs> yeah. too much on conspiracy. Mm. If you think if that's the first thing you thought of, yeah. Or you're watching too much Beyonce. Yeah, and if the you Illumi- liked it, you would have put a ring on it. So yeah, the Illuminati is not a real thing, but triangles and circles are. Those do exist, yes, and all three actually. But and it's not surprising that a young child would would make... float off the bed. Well, that part's a little surprising. Mm, yes, that I is was going to get to that part. Were next. you? Because it felt like you were taking the scenic route, and I was no. I, I am. Ta- I am taking the okay, scenic route. Cool, so anyway, well, let's move on from the the Illuminati sign. Yes. Okay. You've, obviously, we've got it all wrong, and mm. it's the children wow. that indoctrinate us uh, into the I Illuminati. We were on, but we're back. And then and we're back. So the whole. I kind of got. I was a little confused on the story. So they're watching through the monitor and the daughter just sat up with her arm up in the air. No, they're watching on the monitor and their daughter begins being lifted off the bed 
by the middle of her torso, like her midsection. So her mid, like middle is being raised off the bed and her her head and her legs or whatever are still touching the bed. So it's like someone is lifting her up from the middle in the air. And they witness this and they lose their collective shit and run up there and she's just sitting up in the bed. So the whole family is being abducted. Wow. Anyway, the, I would I choose to not really like that's a tough one for me because that would freak me out. I have a exactly again. That's like another top five fear for me is looking at the baby monitor. And we've talked about this recently, yeah. seeing some crazy shit go down. And so the fact that that Chris wrote in with these stories and has hit that one, then Curtis with the vent in the last one. I'm telling you, man, not all of the boxes are being checked in this episode. I choose violence. No, no, I'm just. That would freak me out. Yeah, exactly. Even if it, there was a logical explanation, we all know that those cameras are not the best. Mm-hmm. Well, infra, infrared and, and on its own is creepy as hell. Yeah, like, so if you see something, it might not be what you think you saw, mm-hmm. but that's your kid, so exactly terrifying. Exactly, and Chris, even though Christian may not believe you, I do. It's not about... No, it's all right. It's, it's not about said. belief. It's, it's like I'm saying, whatever... Whatever happened. Whatever occurred there... It occurred there. Yeah. Would make me poop my pants. Wow. Well, there you have it. And I'd have to run to that bedroom in that state, which no parent wants yeah. to do. Between you and the baby, the baby's like, do I need a diaper change? No, that the you? good thing is if the wife looks over, she's like, do we need to change? Is that you? Yeah, I'm yeah, like, no, you maybe. definitely need to change the diaper. I'm going to yeah. run to the bathroom real quick. Yeah. Don't, don't follow me. Yeah, let me go wash my hands. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So now that's gone completely off the rails. Chris, again, <laughs> thank you. That's what we do here, though. That is what we do here. Just ask. No, I'm not going to say four times too many scott too many there'd be too many more new reviews on apple podcast let it go and to be honest with my you my nipples never recovered from that. exactly yeah happy justin okay that's what awesome. about what about you think your nipples are bad what about getting pulled up by the by the one of the brown women why do you assume it's a brown woman pulling him up by his junk a dark man is that better that might make more sense weird yeah now as someone that has had an encounter with a succubus that i believe not fun well I'll save that for a different time. But some, some people might just call those sinful dreams. Sinful dreams, yeah. You would call that one, you a little pervert. But that's not the that's not what we're talking about here. That's fine. Uh, Chris, also, have you listened to those conspiracy guys? That's like that was one of my favorite podcasts for a long time. It's a bunch of Irish dudes talking for like six hours at a time. Those episodes are bonkers, and I loved it. And I felt like I was home, and I need to get out there. And you need to get out of here because the episode's over. We'll see you next week. That would be the best way to end it. But I'm not going to do that. You, you know, guys know you- me. When you listen back to this and you hear that little, like, weird chuckle you had after you said that, hmm. like, dude, Sheldon, Sheldon laughing vibes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. If you guys want to be a part of Volume 6 of Freaky Listener Stories, you are going to want to send in your story to the gang at thefreakydeaky.com. We say it time and time again. We love hearing from you guys. We want to build relationships with each and every one of you, unless you're absolutely bonkers, in which case, Christian probably wants to talk to you more. With you. Yeah. And I want to do these episodes like every month, so we yeah. send so we your need, stories in. Exactly. We probably have like enough, almost enough for six, but I'll probably push it out a little bit. So yeah, you have time. You have a few weeks at least to get some stories in. If you have experience is no matter how weird you if you've heard the, today's episode and how personal people are willing to be about their lives and share their name like willingly that brings me great comfort and that's what i wanted that's what we both wanted for this show is we wanted it to be like you guys are here with us in the studio talking about weird shit and it's a safe space you know that's a weird phrase and i hate it send in your stories you know even paul said that he's like you guys are the only show i felt comfortable sharing these stories with and we love paul's stories paul is an absolute g as well everyone in the story you get a g 
you get a G, you get a G, and I'm out of here. Follow us on social media at Freaky Deaky Pod. Christian, do you have any final words before I hit the stop button on this bad boy? By doing the Oprah thing, you get a G, you get a G. We're not talking about money. Yet. Watch this show blow up. Bro. We'll see you next week where Christian's going to be diving into something I do not know. Christian, what is it? It's going to be a little demonic. That was a little demonic. Scott said that. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.